Hi, everybody. This is Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Now, despite what you may have read on the internet, fructose is not harmful or toxic when consumed in moderation, especially when it comes from whole foods like fruit. However, there is a limit to how much fructose your body can process at one time. Could fructose overload be causing your mysterious digestive distress? Today, I have some tips on how to diagnose and deal with fructose malabsorption. A friend of mine once sent me a huge crate of gorgeous, just-picked cherries from his family's orchard in Washington State as a gift. They were so good, and it was such a rare treat that I couldn't stop eating them, and then I ended up with a righteous stomach ache. Most likely, the discomfort I experienced was caused by overloading my system with too much fructose, one of the naturally occurring sugars in fruit. Most of us can only absorb between 25 and 50 grams of fructose at a sitting, a bit more or less depending on what other sugars are present in the meal. Now, unless you're being immoderate, as I was that night, you're unlikely to consume that much at a meal. Some people, however, have a much lower threshold. For those with something called fructose malabsorption, even small amounts of fructose, such as the amount in a single serving of fresh fruit, can cause problems. Fructose that isn't absorbed remains in the large intestine, and then the bacteria that normally reside there will start to digest it. This produces carbon dioxide gas, which can lead to bloating, belching, or flatulence. And fructose also pulls water into the intestines through the process of osmosis, which can cause diarrhea. With any sort of food intolerance, half the battle is figuring out which food or foods are triggering problems for you. And this often takes quite a bit of detective work because we tend to eat lots of different foods at a given meal, and then the symptoms can take anywhere from a couple of hours to a couple of days to appear. Once you know you have fructose malabsorption, however, it's fairly easy to avoid the foods that will trigger problems for you, and you can even still enjoy some fruit. Fructose malabsorption can be definitively diagnosed by your doctor with a hydrogen breath test. However, you can do an experiment by following the dietary prescription recommended for people with fructose malabsorption. And if you have a noticeable improvement in gas, bloating, and other symptoms, it may be that you have some degree of fructose malabsorption. As the name suggests, fruit is one of the primary dietary sources of fructose, but it's also found in smaller amounts in vegetables and grains, and then concentrated sweeteners, such as table sugar, honey, maple syrup, corn syrup, and agave nectar also contain varying amounts of fructose. You'll almost never find fructose all by itself, however. It's almost always accompanied by or bonded to other sugars, such as glucose, and this works out well because glucose enables the absorption of fructose. So tip number one for those with fructose malabsorption is to avoid foods and sweeteners that contain more fructose than they do glucose. Fruits that have a high proportion of fructose include apples, pears, raisins, watermelon, and most fruit juice blends. Those are the ones that you'd want to avoid. Fruits that have a relatively low percentage of fructose include apricots, bananas, berries, cantaloupe, and citrus fruits, and these would be okay in moderation. Most of the so-called natural sweeteners 
including honey, agave, and molasses, are relatively high in fructose, and you'd want to avoid those. Regular table sugar, brown sugar, and maple syrup have a lower proportion of fructose, and these, again, are okay in moderation. Now, high fructose corn syrup is a bit of a special situation because it can contain anywhere from 42 to 55% fructose. Although the 42% variety would not be a problem for those with fructose malabsorption, the 55% version would. Unfortunately, there's really no way to tell the percentage of fructose in corn syrup from the way it's listed on the label. To be on the safe side, avoid all foods made with high fructose corn syrup. For processed foods, this means you're going to need to do some label reading, but this is almost always a very eye-opening exercise. In the show notes for today, I have a more extensive chart of foods that are high and low in fructose for your reference, and that's at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com, and today's show is number 286. Now, in addition to avoiding foods that have a high percentage of fructose, you also want to limit your total fructose intake. To that end, you'd want to limit sodas, sweetened teas, coffees, and sports drinks, sweetened breakfast cereals, flavored yogurt, candy, ice cream, and other sweet stuff. But here's the good news. If you're already following my recommendation to keep your intake of all added sugars to less than 5-10% to of your calories, then you're already doing this. In addition to watching out for what kind of fruit you choose, I also recommend limiting your fruit intake to just two to three servings a day and not more than one serving at any one time. And be particularly careful with dried fruit. A serving is just a quarter of a cup or a very small handful. Now, if following these recommendations eliminates your symptoms, keep up the good work and enjoy the benefits. If you get partial but not total relief, you may have some other triggers besides fructose. In that case, my best advice would be to try the FODMAP diet, which eliminates other foods that commonly cause digestive distress. And I have a link to my show on the FODMAP diet in the show notes as well. If you have comments or questions, post them on our website or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. Have a great week and remember to eat something good for you.